That's right. The dream preview. RJ not here. It's just us boys. I'm AJ Hoffman. Steve Fezzik to my left. Scott Seidenberg to my right just rolls off the tongue. What do you think, Scott? You know, I love the way that you're describing it for the radio audience, too. Like, Fezzik's on your left. I'm on your right. You're being very descriptive, which is good in a podcast radio format. That's right. Thank you for that. I'm I'm almost a professional broadcaster, if you believe it or not. I don't know. Uh, Fez, how are you, my guy? Well, it's intimidating being next to two professional um, powerlifters, but... You know, hopefully I'll hold my own and not get beat up during the show. Listen, I can barely lift my leg up out of bed to get moving in the morning. You're all right. If it comes down to unhappy blows, well, I think I can outrun you right now at least. And Scott, well, hopefully he'll take mercy <laughs> Quicker on than me. I look. Yeah, you know, I have no chance. You just got to hope that your cardio outlasts Scott's. Mackenzie, help. help. <laughs> all right, lots to talk about today. Uh, we are going to run one of our segments from Straight Out of Vegas that we did today. Uh, talking about the LIV or 54 or live or lot. I, I don't know what we're going to call that thing. I don't know what the official name is going to be, but we're going to Dustin Johnson leaving the PGA tour for it. So obviously it's become an even bigger story. So we're going to talk about that. We actually talked a little bit on the show today about how it could potentially cross over into other sports and what the, uh, what, what that could look like and how many more golfers are going to be heading that way. I, I would imagine it's going to be a lot more. I, I don't think I think we're at the tip of the iceberg here. Uh, we've got Scott in, so we're going to talk some MLB, of course, and Fez Canadian football. I guess it beats USFL. Have you tapped out on USFL? I am. I can't tap out because the season's ending. There's one more week, and I'm destroyed. I, I just had a horrendous USFL, and every it, it culminated with. Jeff Fisher's Michigan Panthers gave it out to my clients plus four, closed one and a half, and they lost by a zillion. Ooh, f you, Michigan Panthers. Well, will you're you, not even from Michigan. Will you get in on the playoffs though? Right there's. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll keep yeah. doing it. And Al Birmingham's no longer going to be home, and, mm-hmm. and they may well be ten and zero. And I could see them going in just getting slaughtered by slaughter in New Orleans. I mean, I certainly. It's going to be a very bad spot for an undefeated um, Birmingham team when they have to go play in Canton in front of friends and family of maybe a couple hundred. <laughs> so the playoffs are the, the semifinals and the finals are at the Hall of Fame Stadium? Yes. Okay. I can't wait. I'll be honest. I can't wait. Is Michigan still live to make the playoffs? They're one and seven. No. Though they're out? They're, or one and eight. I oh. think, yeah, they're. What about the Maulers? They got one win. Are the Maulers live? They won seven. The Maulers are not live. Are the Gamblers live? No, the, all those teams are like trying for a first round draft pick. Damn it, <laughs> first round draft pick. No <laughs> one wants that first round draft pick. Certainly. Uh, okay, the we're going to talk some transfer portal, and we've of course got some NBA titles or NBA finals to talk, and we all have a best bet, and. We're going to we're going to work something out on air. We're going to work out a little game that we're going to play next week. We're going to figure it out amongst ourselves here. We're going to, I guess, sort of make the sausage and uh, and see what we're going to put together for this this quarterback draft that we're going to do next week. But let's start with the NFL and particularly with Deshaun Watson because a New York Times story came out today. For those who don't know, 
Do you guys remember a couple weeks ago when I was talking about Deshaun and I told RJ that like he was trying to get girls to stick fingers up his ass and RJ like <laughs> he couldn't believe that, that like that that was real and I, I I'm telling you that's real. Well, it's quoted in the New York Times story today that he was trying to get girls to stick fingers up his ass. Uh, he was in positions that involved him laying on his back and grabbing his own ankles while asking to have his taint massaged. That's some incredible flexibility. It, it really, well, he is a professional athlete. Uh, and it also talks about how 66 women apparently were used over the court, masseuses were used over the course of 17 months, which, Fez, you're the math whiz here. What's, what's that averaging out to? So that's six per month. So that's that's one and a half per week. That's strong, and that's if he's only using one per like each time. Like you know, he's using some. In some, he admitted using more than once. To be fair, I've been playing at the World Series of Poker, mm-hmm. and I counted one dude who got like five massages over a four-hour. Were they all from different women? Yes, and they were all twenty minutes. And and one of the women did say she did say, you know, I have Vaseline. And I'm not a masseuse expert, so I, I imagine that she was utilizing something. There's another per- alternative purpose for that. It I, seems unnecessary I, to poker table massage, doesn't it? Yeah. She I, said I, it. Yeah. I, I, I asked her, did you say what I thought you said? <laughs> and she said, I did. I don't like that. It, I'm, I'm, did he McKenzie, keep his pants on? You, McK- huh. Yes, Mackenzie, can you um, query why like um, a, a legitimate masseuse would use Vaseline? It's an oil. I, people use it all the time for moisturizing purposes. You're supposed to query it, not know the answer that quickly. <laughs> that concerns me. So <laughs> I, I, I imagine he's he, he just switched, just used once a week, one a week. It's like one of those guys that you know. I like, listen. Uh, I think never he... wear the same outfit twice. Like like Clyde Frazier never wears the same suit twice to a, for a Knicks game, right? So it's it's a different suit every single game. He's using a different masseuse every single week. Well, I think he would use them until they blocked his number. Is what it sounds like. He would he'd go back a couple times, and then when it got too weird for them, or they play devil's advocate here. He gets one, tries his. Tries Whatever. His move, yeah. If it works, keeps her around. Sure. If it doesn't work, dismissed. Beat Next it. one comes in. So now let's let's figure out his percentages here. There were 24 that accused him. 66 were used. He's oh, got a decent percentage. There's got to be some that rogue ones that went under the radar that never got reported, right? Sure. I mean, we. I mean, and so. others that were totally fine with whatever went down. So, all right. Yeah, you know, Mike McCarthy was a big massage guy. Was he? Oh, yeah. You didn't hear about the oh, no, missed team meetings, allegedly, and the, he was having massages. You didn't know about this? No. That was, no, that was, that was, Scott, you heard about that, right? That's consistent with what you heard, right? No. When he was at Green Bay. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it's not surprising. How much trouble can you get into in Green Bay, though? Yeah. Yeah. More. Report, Mike McCarthy routinely skipped team meetings for massages. Well, listen, he was carrying a load, all right? He had, he had to do something. Uh, what do you mean? He was heavy? Uh, uh, you said he was carrying. He wasn't he wasn't light? Not after so, the massage. You notice how you notice how RJ <laughs> RJ on. is not on the pod, and all of a sudden AJ Hoffman's like in the gutter here. Let's there, focus. There's also some quotes from Deshaun because he was he didn't seem to care if a girl actually knew how to give a massage. That wasn't what interested him. 
which you'd think, you know, if you're that concerned about, you know, keeping your body in tip-top shape, you'd mm-hmm. want someone who's mm-hmm. actually trained to be a masseuse. I want to comment on this. Okay. Because I feel I am, although I'm not a massage expert, I consider myself to be an advantage play massage guy. Okay. Uh. At the World Series of Poker, almost every massage is given to you, like, from behind, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't actually see the girl. So, for the life of me, I don't know why everyone isn't scouting the room for the most unattractive masseuse in the room feel their hands you want the strongest hands for her to be able to actively make a good living as a mm-hmm. masseuse if she's very unattractive she has to be extremely good at no, what she does tremendous point. that's a good point right tremendous point. and what does it matter because you're looking at the cards mm-hmm. and she's like you it could be cheryl ladd behind me yeah. or liz hurley or i don't it's, care it's, it's, i can now, just imagine any type of chair massage where your face is down and you ne- you're not turned around or anything like that. You Desha- never see him. So Deshaun right. was the opposite. Now he was also an advantage That's player. That's an example where Liz Hurley might well be the one that I would select. He doesn't care. As if you look like Liz Hurley, he doesn't care if you're Edward Scissorhands. Like he, it didn't matter to him because I don't know if it would matter to me if it was Liz Hurley. Well, probably not. But they said, "Did you even ask her what her experience level was?" And Deshaun replied, "No, sir. That wasn't a priority." <laughs> Right. You didn't care, did you? That wasn't a priority. I just wanted a massage. You didn't care what her skill level was, correct? That wasn't a priority. You didn't care whether she was properly trained. That wasn't my priority, sir. Which begs the question, what is your priority? I don't think Liz Hurley won an Oscar for Bedazzled, but it was an exceptional movie yeah. to watch. It was a tremendous role. It was good. So... This is all coming out at a bad time for Deshaun. It's coming out at a bad time for the Bears because any thought that he's not going to be suspended, I think... What do the Bears care? Or Excuse me, the the Browns. (laughs) Any thought that he might not be suspended, I think, is now gone. Mm-hmm. I think that the this is already being tried in the court of public op- opinion, and there's Roger Goodell can't do nothing. He just suspended Calvin Ridley a season for betting 15 grand. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, betting, betting is like the worst thing you can possibly do. Do we have an update on what's going on with Trevor Bauer? Like, what his, if, if, is he appealing? Like, is he going to get a lesson, a reduced sentence? Because he's tre- working on his lob wedge. He's heading over to Saudi Arabia. Trevor <laughs> Bauer, all his charges got dropped. They, they took off the restraining order. They basically called that woman a liar. Hmm. And he still got two years. That's after he sat out most of last year. Mm-hmm. So now if they – and that's one woman. If they if they go easy on Deshaun and say, oh, four games, people are going to lose their mind. You, in 2022, you just can't get away with it. They're going to have to swing a hammer at this guy. I, I, I think it's going to be 10 games minimum, but more, more than likely it's a year. Your over-under is 10 and a half because they will not – if, it, if once it hits 10, there's no way they're suspending someone for 12 games. I mean, it's either 10 or less or the season, right? I mean, yeah. those are the options. Would we all agree? I agree. Mm. I can't. Can you picture a scenario where they suspend him for less than 10? No. You? Eight. I think there's precedent that baseball. Now baseball eight's not even half. 80 ga- it's 80 yeah. games or the season. There's mm-hmm. no, there's never been an in-between, right? Now eight's not even half the games. That would that, that would look sure. bad. Yeah. Like So I, I think they would say 10. Uh, it, it, like at the at the bare minimum, and yet the the Cleveland season win number. This is what's fascinating. It was like nine point eight. There were some tens, and it's holding. 
It's holding at 9.6. I'm like, why isn't everybody betting Cleveland under nine and a half plus money? And the answer, I think, is they will be. <laughs> so may as well get in front of that if you um, are looking to bet against the Browns. We talked about this on SOV. I just bet Carolina, a god-awful Carolina Panther team, week one plus three and a half, hosting these aforementioned Browns. And Browns, um, my, me and my buddy, the crack man, uh, bet under 10, laid $1.25 think at Circa. The Browns, the Browns won eight games last year. The, Baker Mayfield's not going to play for the Browns this year. Deshaun Watson's unlikely to play for the Browns this year. Do you think they're going to be better than a year ago? No. The Ravens are going to be better. I know that, you know, or that I believe J- that. That Jacoby Brissett, how slow did he look? Yeah. Like, when he was playing, it was, it was like Scott could have run him down. He's a serviceable backup. But if you have to rely on him to be I think starter so. this entire season— it's not going to work. I think he's in that the Colt McCoy class, like Case Keenum. But the, the if you've thing, got him, if you've got him, if he needs to play three games in a season, you can probably totally manage. Comfortable. And when they do that, when the Colt McCoy plays three games, then he can go all in. He can stay up all night yeah. looking over, at, at over all the yeah. numbers, and he can risk his body and run the ball because he knows, hey, I, I got a I got a short term gig here. As soon as you got to play eight straight games, all of a sudden there. There's no chance of Jacoby Brissett becoming like Wally Pip and playing so well that he gets the job, especially now that they've got all this guaranteed money with Deshaun. So there's this is he understands this is a temporary gig. I'll I'll give it my best shot. Three weeks, four weeks. I mean, listen, Jacoby Brissett may get hurt in that time, mm-hmm. uh, given the way he plays, but. This is there's no, I don't see the Browns improving drastically over last season because I don't I, I think their quarterback situation, believe it or not, is worse than it was a year ago. They'd be like a seven win team if they have to go Brissett the whole year. They win seven or eight and, games. And you know agreed. Yeah, and you know what's wild is that because of the money invested in Watson, it's not like they can go out there and improve their quarterback position. No. Like they're not trading for Jimmy. Garoppolo. You know what they can there's two, do? There's two decent quarterbacks out there. Yeah, one of them. One of them one is of the quarterback they theirs. have to get rid yeah. of. <laughs> now they they could just say, you know what, we're keeping Baker. And I don't I don't think it's viable. I think this is we're 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 down the road too far. Didn't he say goodbye to yeah. in newspaper yeah. ads? Yeah, I think they're just waiting. Is for, he still under contract? What is it, Tom Brady too? They're waiting for the market to actually catch up and, and for there to be a, re- a real offer. For yeah, but him. you know what? Like, if you're that person who's like, okay, I've got this asset that people can, they might want, and I don't need it because I've got a better asset now, so I'm going to sell this asset. Once your asset that you think is better dries up, don't you kind of change your mind or no, at least your pot change your valuation? No, because if what happens if Baker, you put him under center and the dude actually like learns he, he, his labrum heals and then you're 4-0 and and now you're screwed because yeah. you got Watson under Why? contract. Why? His, tra- his, va- his trade value is better now. Hmm. That's a good point. But but people will be like losing their minds. They're like, why don't why don't we keep him? Because we paid Deshaun Watson a billion dollars. 4-0. We're 4-0. Don't listen. But what's Baker's motivation? Does he even want it? He doesn't want to be there after all this. I'm sure he doesn't. But so, uh, I, I mean, his his motivation is his next contract, though. Let's let's be real. Like quarterback quarterback market's ridiculous. It's supply and demand. You have to pay for it, even if because you, you don't then, have. And, then why does it? He's, he's going to get paid no matter where he plays. Then why is why? How come Jimmy G doesn't have a starting job locked up? He's better than Baker right now. As soon as he gets to a team, he will. Why isn't he on a team? He will be. The 49ers are waiting for. 
a market. Seattle or Carolina will pick him up. When, when is this or market going to The Vikings will lose their quarterback. Yeah. Cousins will get hurt in preseason. Someone's going to yeah. get hurt. It happens every year. I don't know. Like, I, I to me, I, I think Seattle really – I don't know if they believe they're going to win with, with Drew Locke, but I think they're fully prepared to go this season with Drew Locke and – Suffer the consequences or reap the rewards, however you want to look they're at it. They're not dummies. Well, yeah, they're not. They're not going to give away the house, but they're going to. Pay, they, they would. They would love to upgrade a quarterback. Sure, but is Baker May, does Baker Mayfield make the Seahawks a playoff team? No. No. Does Jimmy Garoppolo make them a playoff team? No. Then what are they doing? They don't know that. Uh, they know that. They know. They they know it makes them a 500 team, and then it just becomes random variance. And Maybe especially get there. teams like the Seahawks, who. It's not like the the fans aren't going to show up in Seattle. Fans are going to show up in oh, Seattle. Oh, playing the playing the loyal card. Yeah, there's certain there's you know it's interesting because there really is like like they talk about blue states and red states. There are loyal states like Green Bay can be terrible. And Doesn't those matter. Fans They'll are show going up. Barbecue Kansas City. It's 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 great that they had all these winning teams because they're such great fans. Whereas there's other places that literally Arizona, Miami, yeah. Uh, yeah, you get you better win or lots of good seats available. What's the uh, McKenzie? What's the current market on the Browns uh, Super Bowl odds, and how's it how's it changed in let's say the last forty eight hours? All right, I want it. And then I, I'd all you said today. You saw that the the Browns and what's funny is before SOV today. So at like you know at two o'clock Pacific time, McKenzie and I were talking about it. The Browns were still favored to win the AFC North. You said in the last couple hours that's changed. Uh, yeah, I, I checked a couple books, and I saw Baltimore plus 180 as the favorite, and I said, you know what? I like Baltimore. Pittsburgh's not going to win. If you said, well, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincinnati all should have been 2-1, two, two to one. well, Cleveland shouldn't be 2-1 to one anymore, and I saw like a plus 230 at one book, and I like Baltimore a lot better than Cincinnati. So a little alternative best bet, Baltimore to win the division plus 180. People are going to keep betting on Baltimore over 10. Yeah. The narrative is, you know, they won eight games, with every, and everything went wrong last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And Browns, peop- Browns Super Bowl odds dipped. They're now 23-1. to one. Last update, we're 20-1. to one. They're 12th favorite currently. Okay. Who's who's in that same range as them? Bengals twenty one to one. Behind them, the Colts twenty four to one. Eagles thirty to one. I'd rather have, to I'd rather have any the of those. I'd, I'd rather have any of those three teams, especially the Eagles, because the NFC is so much weaker. Yeah. But I, I mean, better path. One of those teams was in the freaking Super Bowl last year and has the same quarterback coming back, mm-hmm. <laughs> and their odds are basically the same as the Browns. God, what are we doing? I've seen this movie before. I, in the eighties, the Bengals actually made the Super Bowl twice. I, I remember that. Yeah, they. Uh, They've I, already been more competitive in one than they were in the other. You know, they actually they, they were they were not terrible afterwards. Like they, that was a strike shortened season. I think they went seven and two, and they lost to oh Mark Gastineau. They lost to Gastineau and the Jets in, <laughs> in, in the playoffs in that god awful nine game season. Hey McKenzie, what were the Browns going into last season? I'd be curious on that because. Uh, it felt like the, there was a lot of Browns love going into last season, and I'll I'll toot my own horn. I was anti Baker, you know, all all along. I, I I've never seen it with this guy. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield, but the roster was so good. But now, I mean, the roster is still still really good. But It'd be interesting to see if anyone takes Baker in our upcoming coming quarterback draft for next week. Yeah, we will, we'll get into mm. that. Uh, we'll get, we're going to get into that later. Trust me, because we've, we've got to figure out the game plan. I think we're going to put it all out on the table, so we'll do that. But 
I, I can't imagine being bullish on the Browns right now. I don't like whatever you're thinking. What like what's the bottom of the market where you'd say, okay, now I'll bet them over. Now that's interesting because normally I'm a marketplace guy. So yeah. if the number's nine and a half, I'd say, oh, over nine, I I would max bet it. But, but you wouldn't. But I I would I wouldn't I I, I would say. I don't think that there. Just in general, unders are the better bets. Yeah, right. but here, but but the yeah. but they're the better bets because all the numbers are too, yeah. are, too are too high by like you know point one five of I a guess, game. I guess, here. If, I guess if you told me they're five and a half, then yes, yeah. I'd go over. I mean, I go over yeah. eight and a half, but I but it got into my head if I had to make one bet and you said it was nine, you know what? And I couldn't scalp or middle or do anything. Yeah. I'd play under nine. So but eight and a half, you'd play over. Eight and a half, I'd go over the, the, just because of the, the roster is so good. But that roster was good last year, and they were eight and nine. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the quarterback couldn't play a lick, and like injuries all over the place. What do you think they got this year? Yeah, I mean it's gonna, it's gonna, not going to be. Any, listen, they got 14 games out of Baker Mayfield. They got seven. Uh, Case Keenum played in seven games. Case Keenum's better than Jacoby Brissett. So, like they, they're downgraded. Whoever plays quarterback for them, they're downgraded. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I think I'd go under eight and a half if I had. Like I. I, now that I'm talking this out, I'm, I'm going to have to go make a bet under nine. Well, I was going to say if you like under eight and a half, if you assumed eight and a half was a, was the fair valuation, the probability that they win exactly nine games is a little under twenty percent. Call it yeah. call it about sixteen percent. So now we're at that magic. You got a sixty-six percent bet, and you're getting plus money under nine and a half. Yeah. How often are you going to get a? It's like an MLB team. You're getting two to one. Yeah. But you don't have to. You don't have to bet. On the Tigers, now you get to bet two to one, and you get the Red Sox at home against the Tigers when Skirbo isn't pitching. Yeah, it's the, the Browns are fascinating me this entire offseason because there are still people who are, who I, and I think a lot of people believe that Deshaun Watson's not going to get suspended. I, there, there are people on Twitter.com who firmly believe Deshaun Watson won't be suspended. And I saw, I'm guessing this was a Browns fan. If they suspend him more than four games, it's outrageous. That'd be unfair. Well, I hope they don't bet on the Browns because they're going to need some Vaseline based upon what's about to happen to them on their bankrolls if they bet it big. I, I tend to uh, to agree there. And McKenzie uh, sent the numbers on the Browns last year. They were the eighth favorites, 16-1 to 1, mm. to win the Super Bowl last year. So there was there was more optimism on the Browns a year ago. Look good week one against Kansas City. Look real yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And that was the last time they looked good for a while, wasn't it? That's right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, let's let's go to the NBA next. And there are some really weird things happening in the series price lines between the Celtics and the Warriors. And I can't say that I totally understand them. I can't say that I don't know if it was fair to begin with or if it's fair now. I'm not really sure. So let's just Let's break it out for what it is. The current now we're for, we're recording Tuesday night. The next game's Wednesday night, so it'll change if, depending on when you hear this. But when it's one to one, these teams are minus one ten either way. You can find minus one ten. You can find both teams at plus money if you want. Uh, that is a lot different when this was zero to zero. Well, can we find both teams plus money? I believe we you can. can. I don't think so. 
If so, we should bet both teams plus money. It's, it's like plus one hundred and two, and I mean, probably more like minus one hundred and two. I think, Mackenzie, you said the Celtics or the uh, the at, Warriors at are plus one hundred and two. Warriors right? are plus one hundred and two. I'm not sure if there's any place where the Celtics are plus money. Okay, yeah. all right. So maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, speaking out of turn. But close there, but to it's close very to close. shop around almost no big. But, but there's there are you did say there are some like Warriors minus one twenty five. So the comeback on the Celtics has to be close to that, right? It doesn't have to be. No, I guess you're right. It depends. Cockroaches. On they really yeah, are. I saw minus one fifteen, minus one hundred and five. Okay, so oh, that was the Celtics were minus one hundred and five. I've seen both. I've seen it for the Celtics minus one fifteen, Warriors minus one hundred and five. I've seen Warriors minus one fifteen, Celtics minus one hundred and five. Well, then either way, what we're looking at here is if you're betting minus one ten on one of these teams, you're giving up money because you shouldn't be betting. You should be betting minus one hundred and five at a minimum, right? Yes, and you know, picture this as you know, going in. We were like, these are two pretty darn equal teams. Yes. And Golden State's home. Mm-hmm. And we said, how much is it worth to be the home team and get that 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 home court advantage game seven? And we uh, had varying opinions. Um, McKenzie took the mathematical bent, ran his binomial distribution, which we're still not 100% confident in, I believe, came up with minus 120. I said minus 130. I think RJ said minus 135. Put it all together. Call it minus 130. Bottom line is... Put it all together. Steve's number is the yeah, right yeah, number. I just exactly. took the weighted. <laughs> so, wait a minute. If they're two equal teams and it should be around minus 130, it was a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Golden State was like minus 150, all right? Now... Now, Boston's the home team, and if they're two equal teams, shouldn't Boston be, like, minus 130 or even a little bit higher? Yes, I, I would. Boston should be, in my opinion, minus 125 right now. And it doesn't. It never made sense, the adjustment after the Game 2 loss. See, the adjustment after Game 1, I agreed with, because what Boston did was they stole home court advantage, right? And if you just played out every game moving forward based on the spreads— Boston wins the series. Mm-hmm. So to make Boston minus 160, minus 170 after game one, I'm all for it. Yeah, you're fine with that. And then after the game two loss, to react to where the market is now, I, I don't understand it. Because we're in the same spot that we were in prior to now. I guess you could say, oh, well, if they go up 2-0, now they're going to be north of $2. Of course, they're going to be massive, massive to win this series. But the bottom line is they are still – at a place where they have home court advantage in three of the next five games. This isn't four of seven. This is three of five. And we know the point spreads. We know Boston's They're three laying and a half, three and a half. And, and likely going to be the same in game four so and wait, the same in game six. Wait, that's three and a half times three. That's ten and a half points. Ten and a half points. And Golden State probably be laying about minus four. I know they're laying four and a half and even five game two, but that wasn't like the mother of that all. That was a situation. Yeah, but, zigzag, yes. needed mm-hmm. like blood. So, so if Golden State's going to be laying four, they're laying eight points. Boston's laying ten and a half. We're back to where we were. Boston is laying an extra two and a half points. Yes. Boston should be favored. Yes. So where are we getting here? If you're go- if you like Boston, I think you got to look towards. Don't bet Boston game three. You got to bet the series, right? Bet the series. Lay mm-hmm. one hundred five. Shop around. And if you like the Warriors, if you like the Warriors. I think you got to try to find creative ways to get at the Warriors game three. Now, what's interesting? Or go to Circa and and take the plus money. You could, but I still think the game three is better. Now the line, I think, I think you bet selectively. Find a way, the best way to bet Golden State game three. Money and then, line, and then if game three doesn't work out, I think then you double down. You bet game four, Golden I, State. But I, I can't get past this third quarter. I gotta get, I gotta get me a piece of third yeah, quarter. Yeah, I, I would State. say if, you, if you're taking Golden State in game three, you're taking them on the money line. 
we know that crazy stat that goes back to 2010, which was NBA Finals games lined six or less. The team that has won the game is 62-0-1 against the spread. So the spread is not factored in when it's six or less. And I still think we're cherry-picking only going back to 2010. Sure, sure, sure. But, but it's still. Yes, and we've seen it in these playoffs. Come on, how many times has the spread even mattered for the losing team? Yes. It doesn't. It, they, they're either going to win outright or they're not going to – or the, the the winning team is the favorite's going to cover, and I think that the approach moving forward is, is if you're just going on the number space, why, you know, yes, okay, take the points, but why not grab the plus money on Warriors money line I, I, in I kinda, this spot? I, I kind of like doing both because I, I because I, I don't think we get what are we getting on the money line on Golden State like plus one forty five, right now plus one forty plus one forty yeah plus one forty so plus one forties. I can see I can do just breaking it up and saying do part on the money line, part on the plus three and up. But you know what? Where I want to bet Golden State, I want to wait till there's like two minutes left in the first half. First half is winding down. Mm-hmm. I want to bet live because I know I'm getting that third quarter with yes. Golden State. Let me just step RJ in for RJ though. RJ doesn't want to say I'll bet it live if this is the scenario. Like it's not actionable for people. No, but on the pod it's okay. It's not okay on the SOV live because, okay. because people. But but we have a very very extremely sophisticated audience on the pod and we can we can go ahead and that, propose okay but fair enough uh-huh. so we'll bet golden state second half okay, okay. Uh, we'll uh, bet it bang as soon as the numbers come up because everyone has gotten the memo you laid it out on sov where basically golden state you and rj that in the in the playoffs in the third quarter their point differential during the whole Kerr, you know era is it, a billion it, warriors it's, it's right more now, than the first half warriors point right now minus a point and a half for the third quarter think about this so I would bet that right now. No, no, you're getting you're getting like robbed blind. <laughs> what they're, what they're would it be? They're a three and a half point dog, and you're laying one and a half in the third quarter. You can't play that. You're Why? Giving, because the odds makers are so a, stupid. Yeah. Just wait for the end of the first half, and they'll and they'll they're they're like they're, they're like okay, let's see. Golden State was a three and a half. Uh, Boston was a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, and they and Boston's up two at half. So we'll make Boston one and a half. One and a half for the second half. half. What was the third? What the was the third quarter, quarter line? In game two, I don't know, but I can tell you that 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 this is the same thing as like we, we talk about when a team's down 0-2 and they go home mm-hmm. and they're laying three for the game and they're laying four for the first half or three and a half. For it, 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 the the example here now is the Celtics are minus one and a half in the first quarter. Yeah. Now this is a spot. Now the Celtics. Celtics have been very strong in the first. Very quarter. strong. They're six and zero after a loss, both straight up and against the spread in these playoffs. They're so five like- and one. In the first quarter, so of if you those like six Boston, games. bet them first quarter, or first yeah. half. Now I saw minus one fifty locally here in Vegas on first half money line on Boston. So if you were going to bet Boston, minus one sixty and two and a half. Yeah, so you don't you don't want to. I mean, you shop around, and that's yeah. the beauty of, of, of when you start going to some of these derivatives. I, and I, I tweeted about this, so everyone's mad at me, but I'm right and they're wrong. I, I talk about <laughs> basically all of the bookmakers are incompetent and they're pussies. All right, both, and here's why. The line's three. Nothing and worse than an incompetent pussy. Yes, the line is three and a half everywhere. The Celtics are laying three and a half. So think about this. Now it's not profitable to have a one point middle on the side. So if I bet plus four and I laid three, I lose in the long run. Now, okay, I could win on this game, but in the long run, I lose, only getting a half point value in each direction. So why does no odds maker in the whole effing planet? have an opinion on this game because you could, if you, all you had to do is shade it to four or three. If, if someone dealt Celtics minus three, lay 15, they would write a bajillion tickets because who would lay three and a half minus 110 when you can lay three minus 15, right, Scott? I mean, you buy half points sure. for five cents. Yeah. Same thing. If I, if I, if, if, if I told you you like Golden State, 
And I said, I, you can have plus four, lay 15. No one would take plus three and a half, lay a dollar 10. You'd write a zillion tickets that way. A book could like make a fortune just going back and forth by shading it, you know, a half point and five cents. But hell, if they actually went all the way to three or four, they would think about all the money they write. But nope. Nope, the world's greatest bookmakers, jelly in the belly, real scared, just going to sit there and copy the market. They're not bookmakers. They're odds copiers. They're all copying without any thought to how they can, you know, go ahead and make more money dealing in three and a half. And when we get to the end of the first half, they'll have memory of a goldfish. They'll completely have forgotten how good Golden State is in the third quarter, and they will just deal initially. They'll just deal if Boston's up two, one and a half, second half, and then then the money will flow in on Golden State on third quarter and on second half because the betters are well aware of that because the best betters in the world are 10 times better than the best bookmakers in the world. Anyone that disagrees with me, you're wrong. And go and read Smart Money by Michael Koenig, who explains all of this uh, and talks about Billy Wal- working for Billy Walters and some of the t- tactics they use. And also minus 130 was the right number. Mm, yeah. You know, by weighted average. Just happened to be fed. But, but we can't lay one and a half <laughs> on a three and a half point underdog on a quarter. Okay. I mean, we're paying we're paying a tax of that's beyond extreme there. I just wonder if it's going to, like, eventually the, these things, you start to pay a tax if you want to bet the other way. It's almost like Alabama first half in football a couple of years ago. Like they caught on enough that it was like it was still on the the openers were still the bookmaker was still copying the the opener saying, "All right, they're 20, so the first half is 10 and a half and they just followed the chart. Eventually know? they stopped that. Nope. They still haven't. No, that's not true. No, no I'll not the betters stopped. The betters hit it immediately. It's the betters they it's like, "Oh, it opened 10 and a half and now it's 12 like like 5 minutes after it came up." Well, okay. We I want to get into the NBA MVP or uh, Finals MVP market while we're discussing the the finals. And last week you were high on Marcus Smart. You had a good ticket on Marcus Smart. It feels like it's the 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 group of guys who can potentially win is whittled down drastically after two games. Do we all agree on that? Yes. Is, down, it, da- is down it down to, to three. three guys? It's down to three. So if the Warriors win, it's Steph Curry. If the if the Celtics win, it's Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. One of those two guys. I agree. And I and, I lean it's 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 going to be Tatum, which is terrible because it's and I said this on SOV. The people that vote for this. They don't care. They, they're not going to dive deep into any uh, efficiency numbers or anything like that. They're just going to say, well, in game one, he was a facilitator, and he had 13 assists. And in game two, he still got 28 points. I don't care how poorly he shot, still had 28 points. And this is the downside of these kinds of wagers where mm-hmm. there's not a true outcome that you can look at the scoreboard and say, "There's Correct. that's the outcome. This is in the hands of voters. Because otherwise, we would look at, Jalen Brown right now and say, well, there's real value on that number. I don't know if I'd call it downsides, just the way things are. You, you, some people are saying, some, someone out there right now bet Tatum to win MVP as, as a proxy, I'm sure, for Boston. And they're like, that's not a downside, that's an upside. That's the yeah. way it works. Yep, fair it's enough. It's fixed. Exactly. Yay. And it's same I'm going to win. Yeah. And same thing with Steph Curry right now. There's no one else on the Warriors that they're going to vote for to win this award. Because he's been great through two games, and if they are to win three more games, it's because he's going to be great. The Warriors are Pickham, and Curry is minus 105, right? (laughs) Okay. Which, I mean, at minus 110 and then to minus 105, it almost almost leaves room for if the Warriors lose, there's still like 
a better than none chance that Steph Curry could win the MVP on the losing viable. team. I think that's viable. If Curry goes for 40 every game, plays out of his mind, and Boston wins in seven, and Tatum sucks. Um, mm, that's I, so difficult. It could happen. Only well, happened it, once a, in history. But it's a lot more viable now than it was two games ago. But yeah. I mean, on the path. Would you agree? If it's only happened once in NBA history. Would you agree that? No one on the Celtics right now has played nearly well enough to say, oh, that's an easy one. Give it to that guy. No, I don't think anything's but like, easy. Steph has been phenomenal. There's, but like, you can't say anything after, bad about what Steph's done. I agree. Done. It, but if, it, we have, if the Celtics win game three, the picture will become clearer. Sure. And it will be, hey, Jalen Brown, again, was the spark plug. Jalen Brown, again, was the, the, the dominant scorer. And so he now emerges as the favorite. Or Jason Tatum completely makes you forget about the performances in the first two games, and he goes out there and shoots 9 of 15 from the floor and has 35 points. If it was a best two out of three and Curry scored 45 and Boston's role players all stepped it up big and and they won the game, Curry would win the MVP. But they got to win three more games, Boston. No, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) Because, I mean, game one, you could argue, I mean, I think it was Jalen Brown, but you could make an argument for Al Horford being the best player on Boston yeah, in no, Game Al One. Horford for sure. I mean, so look, if you go his through, MVP odds skyrocketed. But if you go through, and, game how do you one. shoot three pointers like like <laughs> like, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. off your right shoulder? Yeah, it's he very strange. Six. He made six of them. I bet he's a hell of a Papa shot player. But it, but if Marcus Smart's their best player in Game Three and someone who's not Jason Tatum is their best player in Game yeah. Four, like if it's, it's someone every game I has, just, I, I still don't see them giving it to a player on the losing team it's it's but remember curry's got the sentimental never won the mvp sure but they're not going to do that to him and give it to him in a losing effort he's got good looking kids everyone likes him not good i well i called them the first family of the nba yeah. years ago when, <laughs> yeah. when, the, when when the warriors were at the beginning of their rise and you know and how many times during the game it's like they showed dell and sonia on, on in the stands mm-hmm. and stuff and then you had whole riley curry getting into the post-game press conference yeah. and, i mean they were the first family of the nba i want right? to vote for yeah M- mckinsey yeah. what was the the stat you had today, uh, like the company that Steph Curry's in with his finals performances. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, the three players to average 25, 5, and 5 on better than 55% true shooting. That's pretty. That's pretty good company. Yeah, and if they win, if the Warriors win, he wins the MVP. I just, I can't, I just, I, I refuse Are to Are you going to say it's a zero chance? That they give it to him in a loss. I refuse to believe it. Even they if will we're saying it, it's one in 50, they will, will happen once in 50 years, that's 2%. They will give it to an undeserving player on the Celtics. And, and it'll be, it'll be a Jason Tatum. I'll Look. take, I'll take 50 to one. You want to book my action? Yes. All right. That if, in a loss. Yes. Give somebody us, hit the green button. I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to say, so if, if, if Golden State wins, there's no action. Yeah. If, um... If, um, if, if if Boston wins, yeah. I've got fifty to one. You got on Curry. fifty to one. All right. For, so I'll for three hundred, ten I'll, bucks to. I'll take ten bucks. Yeah, ten yeah. bucks to five hundred. Yes. Yeah. Done. Done. All right. Ten and for bucks. the second time in NBA history, <laughs> a player on a losing team has won the MVP. What would you buy with that ten bucks? I'm curious. What what would make you give fifty to one odds? What oh, are you planning on buying with oh, that ten bucks? I mean, that's that's lunch. Are you kidding me? Okay. It's free lunch. Okay. I mean, maybe not where Fezzik goes, but like for oh, me, no, I, it exactly is free. Fezzik, that's four shrimp cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have a. That's five hot dogs. At I'm, the South I'm, I'm, a se- I'm a seven stars, so I get so I get a ten dollar food comp credit every day. Every day, so I go to Starbucks and I get like three of the dried nuts and like or okay. chocolate almonds because it's like three thirty five each. So, um, so yeah, that's my ten dollars in food comps. But I got to tell you guys, I found the way to maximize the value. 
Whoa, okay. I found a place in Paris. They got a cafe there, 1999 bottles of champagne, and they've got like four free drinks up to $20 value. This isn't Mon Ami Gabi, right? <laughs> no. So like, I'm basically walking out of the place daily with four bottles of champagne, 80 bucks of champagne. From For my- free? Yeah, because I get four free drinks. Wow. And I was in Laughlin, and Laughlin— they But you're not carrying it out with you. Of course or you I just am. Get, you- I quadruple bag it, and I'm, like, toting it out. I've been lifting. Wow, it's good. good for you. So in Laughlin, it's a $20 food comp, but you don't get any free drinks. I'm like, what's up with the no free drinks? And then I heard this. Oh, you, sir, here, in, here at Harris Laughlin, all you got to do is show your card— and you can drink for free at all the bars. Oh, Unlimited. Wow. And they did not even ask me for my ID ever. So, AJ, if you ever go down to Laughlin, maybe you, Scott, if I get to know you better, think about how many you're going to get to order until they cut you off. I can't even imagine. That's amazing. Total Ooh. rewards, huh? Total rewards. Total rewards. That yes. ain't bad, man. <laughs> that ain't bad. Living large. All right. Uh, let's move on to Major League Baseball. Because I know Fez wants to pick Scott's brain. Scott is big into Major League Baseball. And so are we here at pregame. Let me tell you guys, we got a contest going. A winner-take-all contest. 500 bucks cash. Cash dollars. Contest is rolling. It's going to run. No, we never give out. No, this no is it's real... got to be cre- pregame credit. No, cash you can buy money. my season package, right? Cash well, money, you friend. That. You can use that cash to buy your season package. Yeah, you could. but yeah. Or you could use it to... Buy lunch, like Scott says, or whatever whatever you want to. Uh, You've been to Ellis Island? I've not been to Ellis Island. What are you doing? What am I doing? I haven't been there yet either. Oh, my gosh. You guys are like paying full fare in a town. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had the $1.99 shrimp cocktail? The $1.50 shrimp cocktail? I don't really love shrimp shrimp. cocktail. I don't do shrimp. I like warm shrimp. shrimp. I like cooked shrimp. Discounted shrimp is not your cup of tea. I I I just don't like cold shrimp. That's all. All right. Uh, all right, the contest is going to run through the MLB All-Star Game. 50 minimum picks, 100 maximum picks. The most net profit wins 500 cash. Contest is free to enter. So. Tough game strategy. You, go, yeah. you start out and you go like 40 and 14. And Do like, you want to chill out? I don't yeah. know. It's free to enter. So wait, it's free to enter and you can win $500 cash. That sounds like a no-risk scenario. Am I right? You are. The ultimate... What do they call it? They call it a free That's roll. That's a free roll. You know, friends. Vegas has great like free roll contests. So the um, like the Boyd properties had to pick the pros. And Andy Isco, actually a friend of this of um, a pregame, he um, he actually got them all right one week and won ten thousand dollars. The good Andy, you know, picked all fourteen. Nice. Picked the pros, and he was the only one that got it that week. Yeah. So sign up today, pregame.com. Get in on the action. $500 first place in the free MLB All-Star 500 contest. All right, go ahead and start picking Scott's brain. What do you got for I got him? three potential bets here, Scott. Give me thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. Possible division bet. You know what? I don't see much of a difference between Milwaukee and St. Louis, and I don't think anyone else can win the division. Cards two to one to win the division, yes or no? At that number, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, now, so it's crazy because at the beginning of the season, I was so down on the Cardinals because I felt like, oh, they're old. Albert and, Pujols, and yes, the retirement tour for Yachty. Plays. And, and, and that's it. Like, but, you know, Albert Pujols and Yachty Molina pitching regularly. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Like, it's the retirement <laughs> tour. But, like, and, and remember, they fired the manager last year and brought in another yes man to kind of, like, answer, mm. to, answer to the top of the organization. But their pitching is off to a pretty good start. And... 
they called up their two rookies in Yepes and Gorman and are those kids are playing. They like, call like four they, guys, right? Yeah. They like like But specifically, I mean though, yeah, those two guys, yeah, they call a bunch, but they, they are this is a good team. This is mm. a they're just a good organization. We know that for years. So yeah, I don't hate it at all. I, I don't hate that at all. Fantastic. Two to one, sure. All right, season win, and mm-hmm. I think both of these are outstanding. But I, I, I looked. This is on Bet Online. We're going to rank these: one being the best, three being the worst. When it's all, played. I don't understand these at all. Pittsburgh over under. This is this is a number you can bet. Bet Online small mm-hmm. limit. Over under season wins. They're twenty four and twenty eight. So they've yep. been playing good ball of late. Seventy two over under. I love under. I mean, I know they're close to 500. They're Pythagorean. They're, they're minus 75 runs. Yeah, it's a lot. It's bad. They're also better at home than they are on the road. And they um, played four more home games yeah. year to date. Yeah. Um, 72. Yeesh. That's close. I'd probably say you're under a safe. Yeah. I, lukewarm. Yeah. Ex- it's, lukewarm it's, it's, approval, it's, but, but you're not a, excited. That's a, that's a good number. They're probably going to finish anywhere between, you know, 69, 70, 71, 72. I, I, I would, if you ask me to make a bet, it's the under. Okay. But I think that they will, you, you might sweat that one out. All right. I don't think I'm going to sweat this one. This one. Uh, just, a, just a quick glance. They don't have any Dodgers. They don't have any Padres left on their schedule. Like it, it looks like they've the the worst is behind, and they just they just swept the Dodgers, which you know that yeah, that helps. Baseball, baseball betting is easy. I knew yeah. they were going to sweep the Dodgers and Dodgers team. That was obvious. Well, I bet them in the third <laughs> game kidding. of the series. They, I'm kidding. They, I bet, they, no, but I bet the third game of the series, you, plus two hundred on Jose Quintana. Mm. Uh, in the the pitching matchup was incredible, and it was fading all the squares that were just going. There's no way the Dodgers are going to get swept a, by the Pirates. That, that has actually been one. I don't think it's so. I wouldn't call them squares, though, because that's been, for a subset, that's been absolute lights out good that the dominant team does not get swept, you know, against yeah. the bad team. They, so. have finished, they, they finished five and one against the Dodgers this season. Yeah, that's funny. But, I mean, that's that was crazy. such, I mean, you gave me, you, I had the pitching edge with Quintana and. First get, five would have been better, though, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I took him for the game because I took plus 220, yeah. and it was great. I'm sure it was still still really good first five. But I, everything, I agree with you. For the matchups, oftentimes the matchups clearly trump the, the trends. Mm-hmm. This, was the, this was the situation there. What's your other team total? All right, and this one I think Scott's going to endorse fully. Colorado under 70 wins. Oh, How oh, the yeah. hell oh. are the Rockies going to win 60 games? Yeah. Yeah. With that division, <laughs> you're talking about not having to, the Dodgers anymore or, or, or you know, or having yeah. to play the Padres. Colorado's 23 and 31. It's misleading. They're, they're Pythagorean. They're minus 63 run differential, and they play 10 more home games where they're supposed to be good. I think the wheels come off. Colorado could have the worst record in baseball. Yeah, this is a bad, this is a bad team. This is a bad team. They finished the year, by the way, at the end of the season with a double series against the Dodgers at the end of the year. So they play at six games <laughs> against the Dodgers at the end of the year. They're going to go 0-6 <laughs> in those six games. So it's a, it's a really bizarre uh, schedule for them. They have a, a bunch of series. They have a stretch in the second half where they go uh, Dodgers into San Diego. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love it. MLB 538, McKenzie reports, projects only 66 wins for yeah. the Rockies. So I think we're safe to go ahead and rank these. We're going to put the Rockies under 70 for our best bet. Yep. We are going to like the Cardinals to yes. the one to win the division and strong lean Pittsburgh to Correct. go under the 72. Yep, I like it. Perfect. All right, let's get into the golf stuff. 
the LIV. We talked about it on Straight Out of Vegas. 54. 54, 54. Live, live, love, live, laugh, the love. The 50, get it? I, I, 54. I see what they did it's there. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, but we talked about it on SOV today, so instead of going over it again, we'll just play what, you ha- what we had. And I want to get into this golf stuff because Dustin Johnson becomes the highest ranked, I can't say biggest name because Phil Mickelson's he's on it as well. But this the most currently relevant golfer to say, okay, PGA, you want to play chicken, I'm out. Dustin Johnson gives up his tour card, will participate in the LIV, and it begs the question, at what point is the break? Dustin Johnson's the first big name top tier guy. What happens if another one another top 10 guy and then another one. And then we've got two basically even tours from a competition standpoint. One's just paying nearly double. How long can the PGA keep their model going if they're saying you can't play with us if you play over there? I think at some point they're going to have to break and say, "Okay, you can do both." Dustin Johnson's making $125 million by playing in this golf yeah. league. Um, forget about the purse, the price for these things, where the last place golfer is going to make, I think, $120,000. Like the last place golfer. And there's, there's no, no cut. There's no cuts. It's just three rounds, 54 holes. That's why it's the live tour. LIV is 54 Roman numerals. We know that because we watch Super Bowls. And three rounds, that's it. Last place, 120K. The purse for last week's tournament, I believe, on the DP World Tour, which is like the lesser, you know, below the PGA yeah. Tour or whatever. $2 million. For the entire field. For the entire field. Yeah. If I, you are, like, I understand, okay, you want to leave the PGA Tour where, you know, whatever. You, the PGA Tour, like, there's a, the purse is $8.7 for the RBC Canadian Open. But if you're a golfer that is in the DP World Tour, and you have an opportunity to go play in in this Saudi-backed league? It's not even a question. But here's no, here's the question. Do the best golfers in the world right now want the guys who are on the DP tour to be making more money than them mm-hmm. in Saudi? I don't, I don't think so. So they're going to go to Saudi and the PGA Tour is going to have to decide do we want to play with these scabs? Like does the, do we want the the DP tour to now be basically the PGA Tour, or do they want to give the guys the option of playing both? Because I think that's the only viable way the PGA keeps going. I think they're going to have to give these players an option or else run the risk of losing all of them. And we do know that the USGA said that Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Kevin Na, Mm -hmm. Louis Ustase, and all these guys will be allowed to participate in the U.S. Open regardless of status on the PGA Tour. So, and Dustin Johnson, fifth favorite at eighteen to one. Scotty Scheffler, your favorite at eleven to one. So, and Phil Mickelson, one hundred and thirty to one. If you're <laughs> in, if you're interested in that, uh, I you know, good luck. But here's the bigger question, I think. And it, golf is one thing. What happens now when? And, the, and mind you, you, the numbers you're throwing out there, mm-hmm. one hundred fifty million. This is pocket change. <laughs> to these Saudi princes. This is like what they're paying for entertainment for the weekend, and they're okay with that. So what happens when they call NBA player X, let's say Giannis, 
and say, Giannis, man, I know you're living large, making that 45 mil or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. What if we offer you $100 million to come play a season in the Saudi league? You know, the only comp I can think of is the women's NBA, which doesn't pay anything. So a lot of the players are making right. 100K a year mm-hmm. playing in the States. They're making a million or $2 yeah. million a year playing in Turkey yeah. or, you know, in Russia, although it's hard to get out of Russia if you play there, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so, especially if you've got weed. Save Brittany Griner. Send her home. Come on, guys. Well, now it's, it's, it's I mean, just look at the look at the global soccer market, right? You know, if you are one of the best American players – you know, if it, it, there's no reason to play in the MLS. I know they want you to to grow this league and they want your help to grow this league, but the competition's better over in Europe. The money is certainly significantly better, Wildly better. over in Europe. And if you are a PGA Tour golfer and all of a sudden the elites of the elites, the, the Dustin Johnsons of the world and some of these other golfers that might go play in these events, you could play in a PGA Tour event on the West Coast swing early in the year or whatever and test your medal against some lesser no, lesser golfers or you go over to Europe and you play in one of these LIV events, whether it's in London or whether it's in Asia or wherever – and have a chance to make $4 million to come in first place. And everything I read is that, well, initially the disadvantage, all that travel, you're away from your family, sounds like a great big hassle, except for talk about, we talk all the time about it's great to be a diamond member, a seven-star member, to be treated well (laughs) by the casinos. Well, these guys are 70-star diamond members. They are getting the most lavish suites you could ever imagine. think about just competition-wise, it's 48 players. There's no cuts. It's three rounds. You finish last, you make $120,000. Not only that, <laughs> I think it's going to be 10 or 12 events a year. Uh, so if you can play half the events, not have to worry about missing a cut, and make double the money, let's just say it, it, conservatively make double the money. And you're free on Thursday to play any programs with the sheiks out there. That's probably going to pay pretty well, too. No doubt. So who's saying no? So and that again, it brings the question, how long before there's another league, uh, another pro basketball league where that's what they're offering? And you can say, let me throw this at you. okay? you mentioned earlier uh, off air, we were talking about how uh, in in Saudi they they pay the WWE to come do these like once a year events. Yeah. And it's like they, they get the old retired. They get whoever they want because they, they say, I'm retired. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And they say, yep. well, how about this number? Mm-hmm. I'll be there tomorrow. How long <laughs> How long until Tiger Woods plays in one of these events? I, I'm he telling you what's comp- happening. He's not, he's not competing now, and, and maybe he won't ever be able to compete again. He reportedly on, turned down high seven figures, so that's but $700 million. Now, dollars? So he's skipping the U.S. Open. He's trying to play in St. Andrews. At what point does Tiger play a couple of more events on the PGA Tour, misses the cut, or makes the cut and has to withdraw and takes a shot at, you know what, only 54 holes instead of playing a full four rounds with less competition, maybe a chance to relive some glory days and win and, oh, make a boatload of money? Here's the only reason, and this might be the only card the PGA Tour is holding with Tiger, is, you know, he I guess his exemptions don't last forever because it's been a while since he yes. won some of these. He wants to break this record. That's what he wants to. I mean, it, money's nice. 
Yeah. Tiger's got money. You know, and if he doesn't have it, he can make it whenever he feels like. Which get, record is this? It, the the majors. Jacks, he's not going to record. It. Oh, and a it, meteorite could strike yeah, he's the not planet. He's, I, not, he's not going to win one major, sure. much less five. By the way, someone just bet him 300 to one to win the U.S. Open. And um, he withdrew, yeah. And Circa <laughs> funded his money, yeah. so good for Circa. That is nice. Uh, let me give you, all right, Fezzik, I'll give you the bet because you like, you like making these hypothetical bets here. All right? Tiger Woods wins a major golf tournament before or after winning an LIV event. That is great because I got to estimate the chance he ever plays an LIV event. I would say the LIV is a favorite, although I don't think either is going to happen. Okay. Small favorite. Minus Small 120, favorite. minus 125. Minus 135. Okay. And you can say, well, these guys make enough money. And, and golfers make good money. If you're Tiger, you make great money. If you're Phil Mickelson, you make great money. If you're one of the top five guys in the world who are you know consistently winning, you make great money. A lot of guys on tour are struggling. You sure. know, I, I disagree with that because I've always read the major difference between pro tennis players and pro golf players. And we, we all saw, oh, my gosh, the, the hockey player that played tennis movie. Uh, uh, played golf. Happy Gilmore. Happy yeah. Gilmore. Yeah. You know, he, we saw his checks for when he was finished 18th, and he was getting paid handsomely. Big, big, and that's large the, checks. And that's the very large <laughs> checks. And that's the problem with tennis, right? Is that is that if you're the hundredth best player tennis player, you don't make anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're the hundredth best golfer, you still you fi- you you finish second in a tournament, and you know, you take home over a million, right, for the year. Sure. From if you finish a- if you finish second in every well, what happens to the guys who are finishing at the cut line? And some some weeks you get a check, some weeks you don't. Why wouldn't you go to this LIV? What, like I, I can't think of a reason Especially why. Especially if you are one of these lesser golfers, like you've never been treated how they're going to treat these players. No way in this for this event. So instead of making two hundred fifty thousand, you're going to make probably two million and get treated like a king for yes, a year and feel like you're a top player in the world. Now it's interesting because we got to get into from a betting perspective, because there are a couple of States where it is legal. Now they have made state approval to bet on this LIV. We can go through the odds and talk about the motivation for players as well. So like I asked before, I'll, I'll get an answer from you guys. If the, if the Saudis were to start a, a basketball league and they offered Giannis twice his salary you're making 40 we're going to give you 80 they do that with five other top nba players do those guys leave no it's different the um, the, the history and the prestige of playing in you know the nba where it was it's different the than the masters the and i mean well we're not, i mean it's it's the Ryder cup which is what the that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. dustin johnson's given up i i I don't know. I, I I mean, I know you can say, well, forty million is a lot of money. Well, eighty million's more. It's it's hard to. All right. Uh, well, let me give you. Let's let let's let me give you the. Let me let me flip it around for you. All right. Hypothetical situation. Uh, the MLS offers Leo Messi all this money to leave twice his, the money he's twice making now. Twice his money to leave his club. Now, now, bad example because he's won everything there is to win. But let's say a player who's only maybe won one European title and has a chance to, you know, uh, win the, the what's it called when the, McKenzie, what's it called when they win all three? In, oh, the treble. Yeah, whatever. He has a chance to do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say that. <laughs> Make history playing for your club and 
to leave that, go to the United States, get treated like a king, maybe live in South Beach, By the play way, for Miami. Messi actually reportedly is going to the MLS next year. He's going to get ownership in a team. So that's the kind of money. There you go. Well, he's also, over. I mean, he's older and he's done everything has already been accomplished. But you know what I'm saying? It's a tough decision for a guy to leave. No one's leaving the NBA, I think, to go play in a startup league. That but, is no, just Star pay. is leaving. No, but they star go there before the big guy, three. How about a guy, role player like Looney? That doesn't play for a contender like Golden State, you yeah, know? A guy who's possibly. not going to get a max contract and sure. thinks he deserves one. DeAndre Ayton could be Shaq <laughs> over there in the uh, in Saudi. LIV odds, London. Dustin Johnson, the favorite, 4-1. to one. Uh, Taylor Gooch, 9-1. to one. Louis Oosthuizen, 10-1. to one. Sergio Garcia and Kevin Na, both 12-1. to one. Phil, 28-1. to one. So... Uh, there's, I mean, that's already just the names I mentioned. That's a solid field. Like if you said, Hey, I'm going to random non-major PGA event. This is the field. You'd go, wow. It's worth watching on YouTube, Facebook, and wherever they're going to stream this thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be somewhere. Important to note the betting for this right now is currently only available in Arizona, Connecticut, Illinois, Oregon, and Wyoming, as you have to get state approval from the gaming board okay. before they can post these, and we are anxiously waiting for Nevada so we can I, bet on this. I got news for you. Nevada will be the last one. Little wise guy's <laughs> secret. There are several pros that I know of that every week drive up and over Hoover Dam. Yes. Yep. It's about a 40-minute trip to get to the first rest stop in Arizona mm-hmm. so they can fire in against the draft And let me give you one here. How's the Scott? Wi-Fi there at that? Uh... <laughs> it's hit or miss. Yes. <laughs> let me give you a bet here. Scott Vincent, 28 to 1. Vincent won his last event on the Asian tour, also in London, just last week. Well, there you go. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll discuss that more as and I'm telling you now, Dustin Johnson ain't the last one. If they're you're, you're going, oh, how much money? Okay, let's okay, big deal. They take my PGA card. I'll be all right. Okay, let me take care of some business before we get into best bets right now at pregame.com. We've got a coupon for you. Finals 20, F-I-N-A-L-S, 2-0, and it's good for 20% off. It expires on June 19th, which is good up to the last possible day of the NBA season. One use per customer. Simply apply that coupon to your shopping cart. Confirm your discount before you check out. Boom, 20% off. Now, you can use that on a daily package or... You can use it on a subscription from any of your favorite pros at pregame. Uh, you could get the 38-day all-access to the All-Star break, which means all sports, all access to whoever your favorite pro is for 38 days for the exact same amount as the normal 30-day all-access, uh, which is normally 249 You get those extra eight days, and you're only going to pay one ninety nine twenty. When you use that coupon code FINALS20, or you can just go all out. Rest of 2022, all access, all the sports, all access to your favorite pro, nearly seven months for less money than the normal six-month all access. How about that? Rest of 2022 is available now for $8.95. You pay $7.16 when you use the promo code FINALS20. You pay less, you get more. Every pick and every sport from your favorite pro through 1231. That would be New Year's Eve. And Andre Gomes killing it. He's up plus 61 units. Fez, our guy here, plus 46 units. 
Goodfellas up 43 units year to date in 2022. So you could help. McKenzie's going to be doing some football this year. McKenzie's a great guy to follow. Whoever Dave Essler, whoever you like, they're available to you. And with that promo code, you're going to save 20%. Finals 20, F-I-N-A-L-S, 2-0. Use it however you want. Good till 619. All right, let's get to the best bets here. You want to do you want to do some Canadian football? I and, do. Okay, let's do let's do yours, and then we'll do uh, mine and Scott's. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Buy up your pad and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. Hamilton's at Saskatchewan. I am on Saskatchewan. Don't ask me what province they're in. I don't know. They're in Saskatchewan. Is the province? Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on Saskatchewan laying the two. You shop around and get minus one half. As part of a being a successful advantage gambler, you trade, you get information from people, they get information from you. I am not a CFL expert, but I know people who are. And one guy in particular that I just brought into my fold is just tremendous with the player personnel, et cetera. And this is an example where you've got series history that greatly favors Saskatchewan and Hamilton is injured. Their leading interception guy from last year isn't going to play in this game. They already were down a couple key guys from um, just personnel from last year. Saskatchewan, power rating-wise, is every bit as good as Hamilton, and the series history favors them, along with having the home field. Should close three. Let's go ahead and lay. The minus one half is available right now. Saskatchewan, north of the border, best bet. All right. I uh, don't know anything about Canadian football, so I'm. I, you know what? I hope you're right, friend. That's what I'm cheering for. I'm cheering for the riders. That's what I like to call them. Scott, yours is a little complex because there's some moving parts involved uh, in the NHL right now. But when we were talking this out beforehand, uh, like this comes from someone who knows nothing about hockey. Yeah. But even I picked up on what we're doing here, and I kind of like it. It's simple. It's only complex because as we record this podcast, it's pre-game four of the Eastern Conference Finals in the NHL being played. So after this game is concluded, whether the Rangers win or the Lightning win, the odds on this next bet is going to change. But the bet is on the Conn Smythe Award, which is the MVP of the playoffs, not just the MVP of the finals. It's the MVP of the entire playoffs. It is given to a player on the team that wins the finals. Only five times in history of the NHL has it been awarded to a player that was not on a. So you wouldn't give fifty to one on this. No. Okay. Okay. So uh, you look at Colorado's already in the the final, and the two their top two players and Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon are the overwhelming favorites to win this award. They've been great throughout the playoffs and. We know that they're already in the final. So, obviously, it makes sense at this point they'd be the favorites. But looking at the Rangers and the Lightning, regardless of which team wins, if you want to see those teams, if you want to bet those teams to win the Stanley Cup, rather than take the number on them to win, which prior to this game four, they're both, ironically, at around four to one to win the the Cup over Colorado. But prior to this game four, Igor Shesterkin, the Rangers goalie, is at 6-1 to one to be the Conn Smythe Award winner. Andre Vasilevsky, the Tampa Bay goaltender, is at 11-1 to one to win the Conn Smythe Award. And this is, a, this is an award that goaltenders win as much as anybody else, right? No, it's, it, 
yes and no. I mean, last year Vasilevsky won, but it's it's it doesn't necessarily always go to goaltenders, but in a circumstance where the goaltender is the best player on the team and is the reason why you're there, they win. What think I'm Jonathan, saying is think Jonathan Quick when the Kings won the Stanley Cup. They don't go there without him, you know, being that, great. That's what I'm saying. This isn't an award that normally would look down on goalies, is what I'm asking. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. they have just as good a chance yeah. to win as anybody else. Uh, and if the Rangers were to win the Stanley Cup over Colorado, see, it's not just about beating t- beating each other, Tampa and the Rangers. Think forward now. How do you beat a team that scores as much as Colorado? Obviously, you're going to need elite goaltending. Both of these goaltenders in Vasilevsky and Igor are the two best right now. So if either of them, if either team wins the Stanley Cup, that's that's who's going to be the MVP. So the bet is whichever team you like, take that goaltender if the odds for them to win the MVP are greater than the odds to win the Stanley Cup, which they are right now. Like I said, Rangers to win the Cup is 4-1, to one, but Shesterkin to win the Conn Smythe is 6-1. to one, And same thing, Tampa, 4-1 to one to win the Cup, but 11-1 to one on Vasilevsky. So as long as the players' odds to win the award are greater than the team's odds to win the championship, okay. that's the bet. 17 out of 56 uh, Conn Smythe Trophy winners have been goaltenders. Warning, so. warning. We're going to do some math here. Okay. Okay. That, um, given the, I, I assume it's like 50-50 right now, Tampa Bay range, Rangers, right? Rangers going into this game are up two games to one. They still have home ice advantage. Obviously, the series doesn't begin until the team loses a home game. The home team has won the first three games, but yeah. Okay, so so if it's but 50, Tampa 50, was the better team going in projected. Uh, doesn't, irrelevant. Yeah. So all, all I care about is current odds. Mm-hmm. I assume both teams are going to be massive underdogs. Yes, Again, Rangers would be more of an underdog than Tampa. Less than their, their chance of winning would be less than one third, right? They, I would make Colorado would be north of minus two hundred. The like odds two forty, maybe. The, the Westgate had the odds out already, Ooh, and good. it was, um, I believe, the Rangers were plus two fifty over Colorado. Okay, so here's my problem yeah. with you, with with with, with mm-hmm. your bet. This is excellent. Okay, so let's 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 do the math. Let's say we got a hundred dollars and we're about to bet it on the Rangers goalie. Um, six to one. Six to one. So mm-hmm. we're going to bet a hundred to win six hundred, right? We're going to wind up with seven hundred getting getting back. Yep. That's option one. Option two is we're just going to bet the Rangers, okay? Which is it's very likely if the Rangers win, Vasilevsky is not Vasilevsky. The, the um, Igor Shesterkin, the goaltender. Yes, yep. Yeah, Shesterkin. Shester. Easy for you to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Igor, just call him Igor. Okay. Well, but my my point is I'm going to make more with the Rangers, just rolling it over because I'm going to bet a hundred. I'd pick them, okay, and I'm going to get back um, almost 200, okay? So um, let's say I win 90. So when I got you say 100 at pick them, for what? I'm going to bet them to, to, to make the finals, just to make the finals. Just to beat Tampa? Yes, just okay. to beat Tampa. Thank you. So let's call it, just to help my math a little bit, let's say, let's say the 100 turns into 200, all right? Now, bang, I bet the 200, and I get plus 250, mm-hmm. okay? So if I bet 200 and I'm plus 250, I win 500. All right. Plus, I get back my 200, so I'm back to 700. You see where I'm going. So I'm not getting better odds betting on the, at the six to one. I'm getting the exact same odds. If I start betting with 100, I'm going to get back 700, regardless of which way I do it. That's if the Rangers are even money at this point to win the series. That's right. So now, okay. if the Rangers lose this game, well, forget about. It. We're okay. making the bet yeah. right now. We're yeah. making the bet right now. So, well, so going into this game, they were the math is, in the series. But, but well, yeah, we just said it's close to pick them though. Close, but they're they're still minus, like minus one twenty five. Okay, okay. So yeah. I got to show you this good point. So I got to shave it off. You know that I'm I, that I'm not going to get seven hundred. Maybe I'm only going to if I do six fifty. 
650. 650, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. If I bet it, if I just bet the um, the Com Smythe winner, I'm going to get 700. So I'm only getting like 50 more bucks mm-hmm. back. That means he's got to be 90. You got to be 90 percent sure that he'd win the award. Are we that sure? If the Rangers win the cup, yes, yes I am. You, it's almost 100 percent. Yes. Saying. Okay. Then yes. they, you know that's you're that, saying it's a Steph Curry situation. Yes. Oh, yes. That's what I'm saying. And and okay. and there's yes. That, then, well, that's then, I'm, I'm then I'm then I fully endorse yeah. it. Then that 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 is the way to go. And I, I the four where I'm going. Same, I feel the same way about Tampa as well. But the but the but the four to one mm-hmm. I would say is completely irrelevant. The bookies, okay. the cockroach are cheating you. Four to one, stupidest bet ever. It's like books mm-hmm. books hold twenty five percent on those bets. So that it doesn't. And there's a chance the books adjust if the Rangers do beat Tampa mm-hmm. and they're not plus two fifty. They might only be plus two hundred. And all the numbers tilt obviously, yes. and we got to redo the exercise now. Now question, but Tampa get eleven to one. So Tampa. Apparently, they must have somebody, someone else that's uh, that's um, in the conversation. Right? Uh, no, not necessarily. It's just that they're down two games to one. Hmm. But but they must. But the goalie has has been the dominant player yes. for Tampa so far. Yes. And maybe that. I guess I guess you're saying you're just saying. Well, they got to win seven games, and maybe someone could emerge then. So there's more of an opportunity, or there. just less likely, like because they're right now they're down two games to one, and they don't have home ice advantage I, in this series. I see. So, so they're so saying a, they're an underdog to win this series, and then they would have to. So they have to win this series as a dog, mm-hmm. and then go win the cup as a dog. And you're so, only seeing them beat beat the the Avalanche, being such such an offensively minded team. The only way they're going to win that is through by having a goaltender that stands on their head. Yep. So so I I mean the logic makes complete mm-hmm. sense to me. They do to go ahead and bet. The, uh, the you know the goaltenders, although obviously the the math is stronger for Tampa than it is for the Rangers, based upon you know how we we laid because it out. yeah because at this point they're down two games to one, so there are longer odds to win this series against the Rangers. Right, but it's still close to pick them still against the Rangers, and I'm getting eleven instead of six. Mm-hmm. And who's the better team? Tampa. Tampa's clearly the better team, right? They they would be less of a dog against. Yeah. Well, they're the back to back defending champions. Would they be two to one against Colorado? Instead, plus two fifty for the Rangers, something Probably. like that. Yeah, some, some in, I'm in, in the neighborhood. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying feel, to. No, I'm all right. Do you feel comfortable with the bet? Is my question. I, I I like the Tampa goaltender better. He'll sure. allow it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. That's the second I'll, I'll actually. I'll endorse. I'll, I'll, I'll say. I'll, uh, the 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 ninety you know, percent. I'm a little nervous about, but I'll definitely endorse the eleven to one. And the on one Vas- thing, like, Just looking at recent history, last season. Um, when Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup, Braden Point, who was one of their top players, had a phenomenal playoffs. Like, led the league in goals. Was just had an incredible run Still in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Andre Vasilevsky won the Smythe because he was that good in net. Mm. So, even if this season, like, I look at the Rangers, uh, one of their star players, Mika Zibanejad, is having a really good playoffs. doesn't matter. If, if they beat Colorado, it's because of Igor. The goaltender's winning the award. You know, I'm, my worst fear is that, like, Scott and I are, like, putting a room together, and they say, we need to write down as many pro athletes as you can in each and every sport that is not the <laughs> National Football League. Ready? Go. Go. <sighs> Vasilevsky. Let's Igor. Just, let's just let, – That's just, the same guy, unfortunately. Let's yeah. just say I think Scott would write – for every one I wrote, he might write 12. And I think I'm being – very kind to myself to give me even that much. Well, for my best bet, we're going to go to the UFC, UFC 275. 
And I'm going to go with Igor Valachevsky's brother, Yuri Prochaska, uh, <laughs> who is fighting for the title, the light heavyweight title against Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira. It's an all-Russian segment, by the way. Of best, no, best. Glover's Brazilian. Oh, okay. And Yuri's actually Czech, so don't be racist. Um, the This is, boils down be to... Nation, nationalist. It, whichever. Glover Teixeira, unfortunately, is 42 years old. And his last two fights, he got submission wins. He got a win over Tiago Santos, who was coming off two knee surgeries. And he got a win over Jan Blahovich, who is 39 years old. Now he gets Yuri Prochaska, who is 29 years old and who is an absolute wrecking machine. And is knocking. He's 28 wins, 25 of those wins by knockout. And now he gets a 42-year-old chin put in front of him. And Glover is not known for being fast. He's not great at avoiding contact. Uh, in the title fight against Blahovich, he got rocked early. If if Prochaska was hitting him the way Blahovich was, he would never be the champion. That's it's as simple as that. This is a guy who is just on the rise. This fight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bet it to finish inside the distance. So I'm gonna bet Prochaska to finish. The number's minus one twenty. So the number for the fight itself, it's about minus two hundred for Yuri. In, like for it to finish before the final bell is about minus 500. So it's minus 120 is about what, what that adds up to anyway. So that's what I'm looking to do. I think that we just get a younger, hungrier guy who, and this is the fourth fight in a row that Glover's been an underdog. He keeps defeating the odds, but he's been put in situations against guys who are a lot more beatable than this. And this is just a guy who is, who is on the rise right now, who looks incredible, just got a, a spinning elbow knockout to earn his way into this fight. Uh, he turns his back to the, his opponent and smashes him? He, yeah, he <laughs> spun around and with the elbow out, like missed a punch and then came back with the other elbow. The, his face hit the ground before his hands could. The irony could. is my son's taking karate and he just learned this move. Oh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Johnny... Uh, <laughs> Johnny over Yuri. Actually, but I told him don't do this. If someone just hit you in the back of the head, that's the dumbest thing I've ever you've seen. Gotta, if you're fast enough, it's, it's the right move. It's the right move. So UFC 275, the main event, Yuri Prochaska by KO or TKO uh, at about minus 120 is the number right now. So that's my best bet. Excellent. What's the other? Was it Volkov? Is that the big fight? What's going on this weekend? No, the other the other big fight is uh, Valentina Shevchenko. It's the oh, other Valentina. the ladies' yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. Volkov like was last weekend. Yeah, which was actually like the the cheapest she's been in her last four or yeah. five fights. I hate to say that there's value on someone who's minus 400, but mm -hmm. there might be value on someone who's who's minus 400. So there you go. Best bets from all three of us. Now there's just one thing left to do. Well, there's two things left to do. we got to make the sausage on our draft next week. So RJ will be back in the saddle next week. We're going to draft quarterbacks next week, and then we're going to do teams. So the question with quarterbacks becomes how do we grade I think we've kind of switched to, instead of pure QBR, we've switched to more of a blend of QBR and PFF grade. Does that okay. sound fair to everyone? Sure. Okay. And then it boils down, how do we want to draft? To me, if there's four of us, a standard snake draft seems the, the fair way to do it. So first pick also gets the eighth pick. Fourth pick also gets the fifth pick. Beautiful. Work for you? No. Auction? No. No auction. No auction. Okay. No auction. So, so the one okay. gets the eight, nine then. One gets the the eight and nine. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess we, we, since there's four of us, goes into thirty-two. We might as do eight. Might as well do eight rounds. 
but I propose we drop our lowest score. So, and that also gives you if if one of your guys doesn't qualify, which is entirely possible. Let's talk, let's talk about like Watson's like an issue, you know. You take the risk by drafting. There you go. Oh, so, so what? So, so what, wow. what? What do you need to qualify? But, he can, you can, but you you've got to, you've got to have a qualifying QBR. Yeah. Okay. But you drop off your lowest. You drop off so your like lowest. You can take Watson. He doesn't get suspended. He just becomes your lowest. Well, exactly. If Watson doesn't qualify, or if anybody doesn't qualify, does that not hurt you because it doesn't hurt your average, or should it hurt you? I, it has to hurt you. Okay, so let's, let's so as we talk it, about that because it, we're talking about just an average, their, their overall average. But so if we're dropping the lowest, then if one of your guys doesn't qualify, then they wind up being the lowest. Then right. So then they get dropped, and then if you have two players that don't qualify, okay. well, then you're then let's you lose. How about yeah. this? You have to you have to have seven players qualify, or you're disqualified. Hmm. Well, how about this? You you can drop your lowest player. Anyone who doesn't qualify, we give them the exact same grade that the lowest qualifying person has. That's fair. Thirty-two. That's fair. Yeah, so, 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 if, so, so if basically, you, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play enough, he turns into Sam Darnold. If you pick eight guys and and you get, get guys hurt and you only have five qualifiers, then, then you just get the bottom. You get, you get, you get yeah. three, three. You, you get, you get three of the lowest. Score. You get Jacoby Brissett three times. Exactly. Yes. So that way, and you get to drop one of those. So yes. you really only have to carry two of those numbers. That makes sense. But does that seem fair to everybody. Yeah. Sure. So now the, the and we're just going to take the PFF rankings. We're going to take the QBR rankings. If a dude is third and one, seven and the other, his score is five. That seems legit to me. Yes, Mackenzie, you you think anything different on that? No, I just did the math, and it actually is correct. They would be fifth in that scenario. Okay, well, perfect. Thank that, you that, for that, wow. checking my math on that. <laughs> that works out perfectly. Was the right number. Um, <laughs> so and and here's this is RJ's suggestion: twelve hundred dollar pot. A thousand for first place, two hundred for second. So, second place only loses a hundred bucks. So, two fifty entry, three hundred sure. entry, three hundred. Oh, it's a twelve hundred. Okay, yeah, yeah. three hundred sure. entry. So, second place loses a mm-hmm. hundred bucks. Uh, Are we doing teams also? We'll do that the next week. Yeah. Okay. So, then Same I think format. We think. I think kind of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, if this one goes well, then I think and that's the way to do it. For, for team. teams, we're just doing record. Team will just be record. Yeah. What do we do about the playoffs? Yeah, I think we should add in pregame playoff points. Uh, a system that we've created over the years, which is just every round you advance, you get a point. Now, that's how about this? That, that make, Here's a what, what if you advance in the wild card? You shouldn't penalize. Exactly. If you're a buy team, you already get two points no matter what because you're already two rounds in. Fair enough. I was going to suggest instead of just going by teams and their final record. We go by their preseason win total. Too complicated. And you get no. Nope. You're betting compli- on teams. It's an excellent idea. It's an excellent total. idea, but we'll, yeah. we'll be here half the the okay. podcast trying to hash out like, you know, and that's a totally different exercise where we can do season wins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I think we've got it figured out, and all we've got to do now is find out who's drafting where. I'm going to do the Bills stack. Should we? I'm going to stack the Bills. Should we randomly draw for for yes. spots? Does yes. that seem fair, McKenzie? Totally. Yeah. All right, because we don't know who's if the fourth five is better than the one. Let's take that all out of the equation. I'll be honest. Personally, I would prefer four five to one eight. I think almost everybody would prefer four five to one. I don't know. One eight nine looks appealing to me. But what's the gap between one and four? The uh, the gap between eight nine and twelve. There's ten good quarterbacks. Sure, that's true. You're talking Kirk Cousins. But does the gap between you want Kirk Cousins or you want Dak Prescott? But does the gap between one and four, the gap between one and four, or the gap between five and nine? You know what I like about. I don't even know who to take one. Here's you know you know what I like about four and five. It's true. I don't even have to think about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. If you if you have eight and nine, you might have to think about him. No. 
No? No. The irony is I do have Deshaun Watson as my fourth best quarterback right now. But you wouldn't take him 4-5, would you? Well, i got to make sure he's not getting a massage. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think there's going to be plenty of that. So that's something to look forward to for next week's pod. Uh, we will do the drawing. I, maybe we'll do it live on air. How okay. about that? Uh, and we'll find out uh, who, who's going to have the first pick, who's going to have the fourth pick, the coveted 4-5 slot. But if Steve doesn't want it, we can just – I want Herbert because he's such a good-looking dude. Then you want the 4-5, don't you? And Jimmy G – Oh, you oh, want I Jimmy might, G? I might be. My, that, 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 that'll be my eighth round, I can tell you right That's now. That's your comeback. That's on the four or five. God, he's so good eight, in nine. That. You're back to the He's 14, so good yeah. in, that, in that Subway commercial. I might How take can, Trey Lance with my last pick. I don't care. Pick. The food's terrible. Go to Subway <laughs> just because of Jimmy G. <laughs> All right. That is going to do it for this episode. Why would he like, be like a Jimmy John's person? Because like, Jimmy John's they, ain't trying to pay him that. Well, I'm just saying, like, that it wouldn't make sense. Like, They're both Subway's from Illinois. Why wouldn't Jimmy John's? Because Brad's the spokesperson for Jimmy. That Jimmy John's comes in. It's not complicated. You slap any artificial meat on any type of bread, people will buy it. Life was good till this Jimmy John's tried to take over. You know, it's funny. Like, Subway used to have it real easy. They just had to pay Jared, the Subway guy, to do all their commercials. And then he yeah. went and screwed things up. And now they got to pay for, like, then Steph they tried, Curry. Then they and they tried to do Mike <laughs> Trapp, but people don't know who he is. Yeah, so. yeah but they, <laughs> yeah. now they've got to really pay for their ad guys. Instead, they just had Jared, who had, like, I would say, what else was Jared going to be doing? But, but I think Tom we know Brady. the answer to that. Yeah, now he's got <laughs> Tom Brady and Steph Curry. I'm guessing they're having to pay those guys a little Simone more than they Biles, paid Jared. You know, I I don't know about you guys, but like the, um, I I, I want to what's the beer in the the commercial on the bowling alley, the bowling alley with Peyton Manning. Oh, and Serena Williams. I don't know what it is. Uh, playing ELO, heading for a showdown. Game time. Game time, yeah. God, that's a good commercial. That, that, that if, if ever there was like an award for commercials, that's um, there are awards. Jimmy Buckets was in there. I mean, that's Michelob, that's, Michelob yeah. Yeah, Michelob it's like Ultra. literally, I'm going to go drink some Michelob Ultra tonight at the at the World Series of Poker. Well, that's the way to go because you're in Game that time. you're in the weight loss contest. So Michelob Ultra is not going to be very filling. You know that Todd Wishnev dropped to 272. He's Ooh. dropping weight like like their suitcases. Are you worried? I I just I want to, I want to know what the hell is going on. It's just he was three oh four at the a month ago, and now he's he's two seventy two. The bet is I will be lighter every day of the year, the rest of the year than Todd Wishnev, who was north of three hundred. What's he's, your wiggle room at right now? Himself right now. Uh, right now I'm two eighteen, and he is, um, and that's only because I fasted today. Listen, the and first thirty two seventy two. The first thirty pounds is a lot easier than the next second. Or the next thirty. It's yeah. The water weight. That, that, that Everybody sent sent Todd some cust- some Nielsen custard. <laughs> And some and, and some sausage. That's for, the uh, move for uh, the holidays coming up. All right, I'll take that ten dollars I win on that fifty to one, and I'll get a South Point hot dogs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it. That, that means there's only one thing left to do for this episode, Steve. Hey, hey, hey! Let's be careful out there. See you next week.